Welcome to another episode of The Winner's Circle. I'm your host, Akshay, with our other host, Ankit, and we're joined here but with Michael Gruen, the man Forbes dubbed as the man who knows everybody. Hey, Michael, how's it going? I'm good, dude. How are you? Good, good. Yeah, I'm good. doing well as well. So, yeah, we know you're the co-founder of Ta- Talent X, Frax, and several other companies, which is just really interesting to me. But the first thing I really wanted to ask you about is you started your you know, your business ventures when you're pretty young, like around 15 years old, that's kind of insane. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been hustling since I was a little kid. Um, never stopped, never slept. And, uh, for me, it's all about the game. It's, you know, I'm not really driven by, uh, money as much as most people are. I'm I'm much more about the the game and the fundamentals and, and really trying to have fun and just innovate different industries. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. And, uh, our podcast targets teenagers our age, so you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. And we see that you started yep. your management company at 15. So I think most teenagers will be asking, like, were your parents behind it all? Like, well, were they, like, wanting you to do this? Or No, it really just kind of happened. I, I met an, I met a, an NFL player um, at a Brooklyn, at the time, New Jersey Nets game. Uh-huh, yeah. And uh, I was kind of just talking to him, and he was, you know, not a great player, and he was at risk of uh, not really having a season. Um, and I was like, look, if I brought you some, some deals, would you be down to just do them? He's like, sure. So kind of started like that, no contract, just, uh, hustling in. Eventually, you know, the, the entire New York Giants team was knocking on my door for different deals. And that's kind of how uh, this whole thing started. Oh, yeah. What what was the player's name? I don't want to share it. Are you, are you allowed to say it? No. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I just, he's, he's had a rough time. I don't want to out him. All right, that's cool. That's cool. So I saw that you were like an NBA agent online uh, at like the age of nineteen. That's pretty cool. You want to tell some like stuff more about that? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't. So the way the there's the way agencies work is you're certified by the Players Association. So I wasn't certified myself. My business partner was, um, but I mm-hmm. you know I was running my marketing company and making a decent amount of cash flow. Um, this guy that I met needed what I had, which was cash flow, and he had the certification. A little bit of an older. And he's about 10 years older than me. Um, we kind of used each other to leverage our way to build a company because in the NBA, when you're signing a player, the agents pay a signing bonus uh, to the athlete. And if you don't have yeah. a high cash flow business, it's really tough to pay that money. Um, you know, most people can't afford it. So it was a very interesting pairing and it worked out really well. So uh, that's kind of the backstory on that. So would you call this a uh, business partner that was 10 years older than you? Would you say he was like, I guess, a mentor or someone you looked up to? Mm, I don't really look up to many people. Oh, right. um, definitely, I wouldn't really call him a mentor. He's definitely a very close friend that I still am close with. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I think mentors are a little overrated. I don't think people really need the mentors they think they need. Um, I'm all for having conversation, asking advice. But, you know, I don't really subscribe to the uh, mentor philosophy at the end of the day is, you know, unless they've been in the exact same situation you are with the exact same repercussions, they can never really give mm-hmm. um, the exact advice that you need. And also part of the fun of it is kind of making the mistakes. I, I wouldn't, and I don't know if I'd want to take away any of my mistakes. I think that that's part of what makes you you. And sometimes when you avoid mistakes, it's actually hurting you. Um, and I've seen that with some of the talent I work with where it's like getting them in, sometimes when they get in trouble, it teaches them more than anything else could have taught them. Uh, and even though I told them, you know, don't do this, it's a bad idea, them doing it actually taught them, you know, so much. 
and if I ask myself, would I rather have avoided those issues um, and then not get in trouble? I, I don't know what the answer is to that. I, don't, I definitely don't think it's a clear yes. Oh, so you're more focused on being like the first, you know, Michael Gruen as opposed to like the next, you know, the next big, you know, talent agent or NDA agent. I, I will never be a talent agent. I think talent ag- the talent agency game is really corrupt. Yeah. Um, definitely not my, definitely not. So talking about talent next, when you're, because you, you ran like management companies from like, you know, 15 to 19 and you're kind of managing, you know, NBA players, NFL players. Um, so, so why did you transition from like, you know, that to talent next? And like, you know, what was your motivation for this management in general? Like why, why not I actually hate else? management. Um, my my career kind of started in this space and social media as an accident. I was running a crypto company uh, that I co-founded and I had met a kid named Josh Richards and we started becoming friends and I, and I saw something about him that I thought was really interesting. Um, and we were just kind of toying with it and seeing where it went and then eventually just became like a full-time thing. Um, but at, at no point was it like, I'm going to jump into doing this full time. It really kind of just evolved and happened. Um, and I think that sometimes where you know the best things happen, it's not forced. It was very natural and um, kind of just happened. Oh, wait. Did you have any like yeah. big obstacles that were in your path when creating these um, companies? Like, like you said, like meeting Josh Richards and creating Talonex? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always obstacles when you're doing anything ambitious, but a lot of a lot of what I've done has been serendipity. You know, like I met Josh randomly, we talked, we got along. Like it, it, a lot of it, come kind of falls into its place. I never, I don't really chase opportunity. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I don't. It's, I've never had like a typical obstacles. Also, I'm not really building a tech platform where you know there's going to be a lot of that uh, obstacles. So, you know, I've been I've been blessed. Nice. That's. Yeah, so with the with you know you're talking about your crypto company, right? Uh, it was called like yeah, Frax or something. Frax. How, how would yep. I say this Frax, right? Yeah, I'm pretty interested in that. So tell me like a little bit more about that specifically. I guess. It's a partially reserve backed stablecoin. Um, the market cap now yeah. is 100 million. It's it's done really well. Um, it's a very interesting version of Libra in a decentralized format. Um, I know the white papers changed a lot since I've been with the company, so I don't know the specifics of how it is today, but it's, there's multi-token and there's voter share tokens. It's, it's kind of like a hybrid of like MakerDAO. It's, it's a really interesting, um, company. And I, and I recommend that anyone who is into crypto to read the white paper on the website. Um, it's, it's definitely not an easy one. And I do think that it has potential to, become a, a one of the biggest if not the biggest stable coin especially with what's going on right now with tether um in the with the new york attorney general etc i think that there's going to be a new stable coin that will really capitulate the market and i think that frax is a very interesting opportunity to do so 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 all right so oh, um, mr gruen like uh i noticed that like you had the cryptocurrency as you're just speaking about so do you invest in like Bitcoin? Are you interested in that, or are you trying to stay away from that? No, I'm an OG investor. Bitcoin. I bought Bitcoin. When I was 12 years old. Wow. Um, so you've I been like holding it throughout. Yeah, I have. I have a lot of Bitcoin. That's great. That's great. That's great. So okay, other than Bitcoin, like you know, what are your just thoughts on cryptocurrency and like in general? You know, Ethereum. You know, there are tons of mm-hmm. coins now. Like, what do you, where do you think is going to go in the future? Just you know, I've seen that you like, obviously you've been holding it since like 13, but um you're just lo- even longer term. I, I think crypto is the future i don't i don't see any real obstacle um 
you know, people always tell me like, oh, government, you know, it's like, I don't really see that because the government doesn't, you know, the world's government don't really go in one, in one, in one direction. So if, if other countries, you know, ban it, the U.S. won't ban it. And if the U.S. bans it, then other countries are going to say, we'll just take the business that the U.S. just threw out. Um, and that's just how it, people in general work in countries. And, you know, even if they were to ban in the U.S., I, I don't think it would work on a uh, federal level just based on the reaction of the country. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty safe with, uh, with Bitcoin and, and how I think it's going to evolve. And I, and I'm very comfortable saying it'll be at a million bucks or 2 million bucks each, you know, in 30 years. Um, and I think probably close to half a million in the next, you know, seven to 10 years. All right. So like aside from crypto, like I'm, I'm just talking about your investment portfolio yep. in general, like you is, I'm, is, is crypto yeah, like the majority or like, is it, is it like, so I know that like, like a lot right. They probably are like, oh yeah, real estate's the safest investment. You know what I mean? So, do you have any real estate, perhaps that um, you have as an investment? Uh, like maybe uh, like- I do, but nothing, nothing of substance. I, I, I do not, right. I do not invest in real estate. Not because I don't think it's a good investment, but because I don't know it, um, and I try mm-hmm. not to invest in things I really don't understand. Um, I'm definitely though, like for people that say that Bitcoin is not going, should not go long on Bitcoin. I, I laugh in their face. I laugh <laughs> in their face that thousand bucks and i blast in their face at seven bucks and i blast in their face at twenty thousand now forty thousand so i think crypto is the asset of the future i think it's a new form of asset i don't think it's there's anything like it in the market um and it's it's uh it's bitcoins to lose i mean you know there's a chance that bitcoin is not the the currency of the future but i think that would be because something went wrong not because something else went right on a different currency so um i'm pretty bullish and, and long on bitcoin that's really interesting to hear. Um, just just talking to you for like these like past like 10, 15 minutes, like you you seem like a really like well rounded person who does like a lot of interesting things. So what would you say is you know your favorite venture that you've done up to date? Maybe favorite? Um, I mean, I love working with the guys I'm working with now. Otherwise, uh-huh. you know, I'd retire if I wanted. Um, <laughs> I just I just don't want to. It's just not fun to do that. So I know I'm in a really blessed position where everything that I do is because I want to do it. Um, and you know, keep, uh, keep grinding, man. That's what's up. And I'm always running trying to find new things, trying to do a bunch of different cool things. I don't know if you saw, we, we just opened up a production company with Mark Wahlberg. You know, I'm yeah. always doing interesting things to try to up my game and, and do things that are out of the box. You know, my biggest, my biggest, uh, the thing I like the most is making people go, what the fuck, um, <laughs> and doing, and doing things that shock the world. And, um, if you look at most of the moves that I make, I would say that a good portion of them are uh, very, very tailored towards making people say "what the fuck," and uh, that's the uh, that's the goal. Yeah, a lot of your stuff is really innovative, mm-hmm. and I'm just wondering personally, like, what is your like end goal for, you know, for yourself? I would say death. Death. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everyone. Anyways, end goal. okay. So talking about, I said I think that's everyone's yeah, end goal. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So talking about, you know, crypto currency, mm-hmm. you know, back to that topic, I know this has been like a pretty popular kind of topic now, uh, specifically talking about, you know, NFTs. What is your, NFTs what is your the take future. on that? I think the, I think the problem is when markets balloon, a lot of crap comes up. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the ICO mm-hmm. market um, back in like 2016, 2017, you know, 
whenever there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad that comes with it. And I'm very bullish on the NFT market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the people don't realize that it's like, it's like why people is like, oh, you can get a copy or a picture. So yeah, you can get a picture or copy of the uh, Mona Lisa. Do you want it? Um, and the answer is obviously no, no one wants a fake Mona Lisa. And it's the same thing with, with uh, NFTs. I do think, however, about 3% of the NFTs will be worth anything in about a year. And I would say about 97% will be trash. Um, so it's just about being smart to make sure the ones you're getting are not going to be the trash ones. That's actually really interesting that you say that because uh, I've seen an article that Mark Cuban, someone uh, I've seen you pictured with, said something really similar to that. So did he influence you at all about this or was it? No, actually, I've never talked about it. Mark, Mark didn't really like Bitcoin when I started it. So I've always held, you know, never really talking about it. I actually didn't know you said that either. But, I, but it's lo- I mean, it's logic. It's like anytime you're investing in an asset that's new, there's going to be a burst and a boom of a lot of crap and then it kind of stabilizes in the market um and i see nfts and crypto as no other as no different than the other asset class that's been uh before it yeah that's really interesting yeah um i just have one more question you know going back to your interaction with mark cuban uh we've seen you picture i've seen you picture with several athletes just by scroll like several not even just athletes celebrities you know scrolling through your instagram posts but the most interesting to me, thing to me is you know how did you start out at you know how you're saying at a young age how did you get in contact with um the certain nba player or like basically how do you get your connections that you have today i think a lot of people are wondering that just allow yourself to be in the right place at the right time when opportunity knocks make sure you walk through the door and don't chicken out mm-hmm. the amount of times i see opportunity knock on people's door and they chicken out is is pretty scary um and I think that's really what it comes down to. If you're not scared and you walk through opportunity when it, when it knocks, you'll generally be okay. That's actually really interesting. So I, that's kind of like what you took with Josh Richards. I guess you just saw the opportunity and that was something pretty great. Yeah, I, I think Josh is going to be a real uh, trendsetter. I think that people underestimate him and still underestimate him. But I, I think he's proven um, and continues to prove that, you know, with the word influencer, people think it means doesn't really mean it. Uh, and I've been really impressed with, with what he's been able yeah, to do. I've, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, him in five years. He could do this in six months. You know, we'll see where he can get in five years. Yeah, I've seen that he kind of, he's he's been, um, he's been playing around with like, you know, venture venture capitalism. And so have you. Or you I mean, you've been doing it for a long time, but he, he just recently yeah. got started. Did you, did you yeah, kind of influence we, him? We, uh, we do a lot of our investments together now. Um you know, we're, we're really big in a lot of these, a lot of the, a lot of the more different markets. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's fun. We're, we're busy, we're busy group for sure. Um, but blessed, you know, you know, that's the, that's the thing that for everyone that, uh, is successful, it's realize how blessed you are. Because no, none of this, none of this is guaranteed or given to you. It's all, it's all work. Um, and if you've managed to be successful, make sure you're thankful and give back. Um, cause it goes away quickly. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So when you when you're looking to you know invest in a company, um, what do you what do you look it depends for? Depends on the stage. Um, you know, if it's, okay. So say generally, like the it's a lot more stage. about the founder. Uh, definitely looking for a strong founder. Okay. Um, you know, as as the company develops, it's a lot less about the founder, more about the product. Um, and the and the, and the total addressable market, and you know where where the data is pointing. Um. But in seed and pre-seed, it's really about the founder. And, you know, I have my philosophy on what I'm looking to invest in. 
Um, and then just trying to pick, pick the right horses of what mm-hmm. I think can really be adopted in that time. Um, you know, sometimes I see investments, I'm like, eh, if this was five years from now, it'll probably work. Or, you know, if this was five years ago, it would work, but it's not the right time. And that's the other thing about investing. A lot of it comes down to whether or not the world is ready and willing to adopt it. Um, you know, a lot of technologies, <laughs> they're just either a little advanced for what the market's looking for or a little too behind. Um, and that's, uh, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So, like, what niche are you specifically kind of looking to invest in? Or do you like, kind of we do a wide do range. A wide the fintech range is definitely niches. where a lot of my money is in the venture market. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I'm investing a couple of SPACs in, in, with six-figure checks. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what, uh, what I'm seeing. You know, like, I, I'm pretty, like, agnostic. I, if I see something good, I invest. I don't really care what, what, what it's about, but I'm definitely, like, my... my um, preferably with technical co-founders, uh, at least one technical co-founder. And I'm pretty uh, steadfast in making sure that hits my criteria. Yeah. So, you know, going back to like, it just kind of surprises me that like you started so young. Like, I think a lot of teenagers um, that are our age are wondering, so what really motivated you and like what kept you going to, you know, start from such a small thing at 15 all the way to like where you are now, which is pretty great. Can you repeat that? Uh, yeah. So motivated you to, you know, when you were like younger, you know, hustle, I guess. And, you know, cause you said it wasn't money. You said you weren't doing it for the money. So what really motivated you and kept you going? I like doing shit, I like building things, like making an impact. Um, you know, it's a game for me. It's all about score. It's a scoreboard. Money's a scoreboard, you know, so I aspire to be really rich, but I don't spend a lot of money on myself. You know, if you, if you look at my Instagram, I wear pretty shitty clothing. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I don't even have a license, you know, I'm not very flashy. Uh, that's just kind of how I think. Yeah. Going back to like, you know, your references to scoreboard and, you know, how you started with the NBA players. So did you like play any sports, which really influenced your love? Absolutely not. Not at all. Not at all. No, <laughs> no, not. I mean, first of all, I'm from New York. I don't even know what sports is. So, yeah. That's so it's just cool. kind of surprising that like you never really played sports, but then somehow got into, you know, I guess not really, not essentially, like, as you said, it's not really sports agency because you were never certified by, uh, by the Players Association, but it's kind of interesting that you started with that, even though you didn't. Like, what led you to that? Was it just, like, right place, right time? Fall, yeah, falling into it. All right. That seems really interesting. That's great. So, okay, moving on to a completely different topic. I know you have Talent X, and I think you kind of recently um, co-founded Talent X Gaming. Um, you know, thoughts on gaming? What are your thoughts on gaming? Uh, like, esports? I think it's interesting. I'm yeah, not esports. an expert in the space at all. We're investors in a company called Rec Global, which owns a couple teams. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a really good chance it becomes uh, a market similar to the NBA market or, or MLB team market. But wow. the problem is there's a the problem is there's an infinite amount of teams, right? Like you know you can keep you can technically keep adding it's up to these corporations and it's 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 a finite it's it's an infinite amount versus a finite amount of sports teams. So you know, in some, it, it might end up becoming the 100 millionaire toy as opposed to the billionaire toy like sports teams are, which I think has an interesting place. Um, you know, MLS teams are kind of in that in that zone, too, or you know, lacrosse teams where, like, the market's big, but it's not great. So, yeah, I know that Griffin Johnson, um, I don't know how recent it was, but he did invest in an esports yep. team, if I'm not mistaken. Like, did you kind of have any Yeah, we all, I mean, we all invested in, like, that decision? Or? Uh, it's called yeah. Um, well, you know, we're nearing 5.30. I don't know if you have, have any have more time to talk. Well, 3.30 um, here, but I have a 3.30 call. 
But yeah, pleasure. Anything I can ever do to help, don't yeah. hesitate to reach out. And uh, you know, happy to have jumped on with you guys. Let me know if you need anything. Yeah, I'm glad we should yeah. definitely stay in touch. And we're happy to have you here. My pleasure, brother. Uh, Thank thanks you guys. for coming on. You know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.